Well, good evening. It's good to be here. Not necessarily that I'm up here, but it's always good to be with uh, God's people, and I appreciated the scripture reading tonight and the thoughts of um, our rock, someone that is higher, something, something that we can put our faith into, something higher than us. We were blessed today to have Terrell with us, Terrell and Cindy. Thank you for allowing them to come and minister to us, and we appreciated that today. Appreciate your faithfulness, this church, and uh, um, I was just thinking a little bit through the years, and and at, at Pleasant Grove sometimes with our Bible school program, why... You guys set the standard for a Bible school, and uh, we can barely get through a week in, in a couple hours in the evening. And yeah, you do it for what, two weeks and three hours or whatever, but just bless you for that. You never know the seed sown in uh, young lives, what it'll uh, bring forth. <clears throat> For a message this evening, um, I don't uh, preach a lot, and and so it's hard for me when I go to church. I I may have a subject, and and I I suppose it's Satan said, well, you know, they're going to think this or that, or it's not relevant. But <clears throat> I think if you stick to the scripture. It's relevant for all Christian groups. <clears throat> so that's my prayer this evening. That I have no one in mind. It's just a message that was laid on my heart that was preached at Pleasant Grove one time. The, uh, the title, A Way of Escape. If you'd want to turn to uh, 1 Corinthians 10. 1 Corinthians chapter 10, and down at verse 13, and I could probably repeat this, but it's, it's so full of uh, information that it has to be repeated, I think, to the T. Um, so I'm going to, I think I'll always be reading it when I reference it. There hath no temptation taken you but such as common to man. But God is faithful who will not suffer you to be tempted above that ye are able. But with the temptation also make a way of escape that ye may be able to bear it. What a promise for the believer, born again believer, that uh, there's nothing that can come along that, that we can't handle. It's a promise. We have to believe it. And is working with uh, maybe a little more personal level with uh, in the ministry. I don't know how many times I've heard people say, you don't understand. This is maybe a special to my situation. And I'm always reminded of this scripture. You know, the root of every problem, that sin, that temptation, has been done. There's nothing new. 
to our Lord. There's nothing, if we are born again and have been risen with Christ, that if we are tempted, at some point there will be a way of escape. And uh, I don't know how many chances you get. I don't, I don't, I'm not going to go into that. But I believe with all my heart there's a way of escape. <clears throat> Another thing, I, I can't believe how, how sometimes people, you know, dwell on their problems and the wasted time and years on uh, marriages and, and uh, all the different um, things that we should escape. As you... I'm going to read the first 13 chapters of the uh, verses of this. Moreover, brethren, I would not that ye should be ignorant. How that all our fathers were under the cloud, and all passed through the sea, and were all baptized unto Moses in the cloud and in the sea, and did eat all the same spiritual meat, and did all drink the same spiritual drink. For they drank of that spiritual rock that followed them, and that rock was Christ. We heard that in the devotional, a rock that is higher than I. But with many of them, God was not well pleased, for they were overthrown in the wilderness. Now these things were our examples, to the intent we should not lust after evil things, as they also lusted. Neither ye Neither be ye idolaters, as some of them were, as it is written, the people sat down to eat and drink and rose up to play. Neither let us commit fornication, as some of them committed, and fell in one day three and twenty thousand. Neither let us tempt Christ, as some of them also tempted, and were destroyed of the serpents. Neither murmur ye, as some of them also murmured, and were destroyed of the destroyer. Now all these things happened unto them for in samples, and they are written for an admonition upon whom the ends of the world are come. Therefore let him that thinketh he standeth take heed lest he fall. There hath no temptation taken you, but such as is common to man. But God is faithful, who will not suffer you to be tempted above that ye are able. But with the temptation, also make a way of escape, that ye may be able to bear it. A way of escape. Um, escape is, a, is an action word. He's saying in this verse that uh, he will make a way. But the escape, I think, is up to us. How we're going to get out of the situation. We have to decide. The way has been made, the escape is up to us. That action, taking action. As I was studying this, um, I wouldn't say he's talking to two different classes of people, but he gets right down in the very first verse. He said, you should not be ignorant. You know, um, the synonyms for ignorant, you would, you would know them uh, 
untaught, unschooled, untutored, um, these untrained, these, I think he's addressing those that, you know, were, uh, don't have a knowledge of, of why these things happened or what's happening to them. And then you go down to verse 12, and he says, Wherefore, let him that thinketh he standeth take heed lest he fall. And this could be, I believe, someone that uh, thinks they have it together, possibly, or uh, there's no, no possibility of falling. So I believe we probably fall somewhere in between these two categories. I wouldn't call anyone here ignorant. Um, but Paul was addressing, he said, let's not be ignorant about these things. <clears throat> you know, the, the children of Israel, as you look at them, we wonder how, how could this be, some of the things that went down. In the first four verses... Um, these were saved people. It says they were, uh, they followed the cloud by day and the fire by night. They would have participated in the, the blood that, that the death angel would pass over, um, Verse 2 says they were all baptized into Moses and into the cloud. Did all eat the same spiritual meat? Did all drink the same spiritual drink? And the spiritual rock that followed them, and that rock was Christ. So what is the difference between us today? Um, we start pretty much the same way. We accept Jesus and... and uh, and we know, we hear, we're taught what he has done for us. And, and I think they experienced it. And, and you, all these great miracles. And it's easy to read back through there and wonder, how, how could they fall? How could, uh, how could they not have a constant vision of, of God in their life with a cloud that would lead them? And, uh, you know, we're more operating by faith today. You know, I think when uh, <clears throat> Thomas, he said, unless I see the nails and the prints and put my fingers in them, I won't believe. And uh, Jesus addressed him and he said, you know, you believe because you can see, but blessed are they that haven't seen and still believe. And that's where we are today. We haven't seen these things, but we still believe. <clears throat> and God said he'd done these things, these great miracles in Egypt, to, to prove that there was a difference in his people, that there was a, there was a true God and... Uh, and that the, there was a difference 
between the gods of the world and the true God. So if we have made Christ our rock, our salvation, we claim this, then we have these promises. We have the promise of uh, verse 13 that... uh, that he has a way of escape. But we can't claim them unless we're sincere and have done, have, have made our calling and our election sure. That Christ is our rock. And then we can claim these things. You know, God in the New Testament He reminded us that uh, straight is the gate and narrow the way that leads to salvation. Um, And the other way is broad, wide open, easy. So that would say there's a, we're tempted, we're, uh, we have trials, things we don't understand. But it'll be worth it all to, uh, Pursue that straight and narrow way, the harder way, which is easier in the long run. He says twice in this chapter, he says these, these are examples or in samples. These are examples of, uh, of for you what they've done and what can happen. you know I'm not going to expound too much down through these verses um, but the fact is each one of us have a have a temptation Something in our lives that uh, maybe it isn't spelled out in the open like this. But something in our lives is personal to us. uh, Something we have to bear and we have to escape. And that, I think, is what Paul was preaching. You know, we have all these examples of of, uh, things that, didn't go down the best. 23,000 people in one day. They tempted Christ. They murmured. They complained. And he says all these things were written as an admonition so we can learn. All these things were on record for us. And I believe it's, it's uh, part of it as we read it. We read, all, we read all these great miracles and, and, uh, and how God worked in their lives and supplied every need. And, and in the end, many of them, many of them failed.
the other evening. I think Emily was studying something about Moses and 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 she said it it just doesn't seem fair. He you know, he asked God to go over and into the promised land, but uh you know the story. He had struck the rock and I think that rock was a symbol of Jesus Christ. And um uh, it it was it was uh he could not go into the promised land after all his faithfulness and uh and and that's how sin is we can we can get everything right but that one thing that one part that we needed to escape that God gave us the power to escape voided the good Some things I was thinking of is is carrying the world on one shoulder and Christ on the other. The it's getting to be a a confusing world out there. And and I think the line is getting more definite that we should be able to understand it better than maybe the previous generation. <clears throat> the blurred lines, compromising I believe, you know, there's no one that just wakes up one morning and, and their marriage is in shambles or other things are happening as far as sin. And uh, it's, a, it's a decision daily that you're starting to not take the way of escape, not to go, not to dwell on certain things. <clears throat> I was thinking of a story that I read about, I think, in the Reader's Digest, and I had followed him some. I, I knew before he was killed what, uh, what he was trying to portray, and it was Timothy Treadwell. And he was a troubled boy from Los Angeles, alcohol, drugs. And somehow he had an infatuation with grizzly bears, brown bears, whatever you want to call them. And, and so he would go to Alaska. And his idea was as if, if you were nice to the bears, they'd be nice to you. The bottom line, that's, that's what it was. And he set out to prove this. And he started <clears throat> going in among these killer bears and, and uh, camping with them. And uh, he has videos of, you know, singing to them and touching them. And, and uh, you know, the wildlife biologists and the natives pled with him. They said, these bears are unpredictable. And one day, um, you know, something will happen. It's, it, he got warned every year. They passed laws that you couldn't uh, camp in the same place in that park um, more than one day at a time. And it was all aimed at trying to get Timothy Treadwell to change his ways. And, and he wouldn't listen, and he set out, and he videotaped, he set out to prove that man 
and bears could live together in perfect harmony. That, that's what he, uh, and, and the biologists, and every, every year they would plead with him. For 13 years he did this, 13 summers. He, uh, and he nearly convinced people that, you know, maybe he was uh, on to something. They were kind of, some of the biologists were writing a little different uh, story or on bears. And, uh, but you know, um, what happened is one season it was a little different. And he had documented that the bears were a little different, but he stayed out there. And uh, on October 5th, 2003, the bears attacked his, his, him and his girlfriend, and, uh, and they basically, devoured them they ate them and uh, there wasn't many remains left and the the biologist that went to pick them up he landed his his float plane on the and the bears were coming out of the out of the wilderness basically looking for a looking for another meal so the point is is we can we can convince everybody, I guess, that, and maybe paint over sin or try and convince ourselves that this isn't that bad. But the destruction, when these bears manifested who they really were, they were powerful killer bears, it was, it was plain as day. And you know, that's how... So many times sin is, is that uh, it's just a devastating, um, I, I don't know how to explain it, but uh, just like Timothy Treadwell was trying to prove something that, that wasn't right, that couldn't be done, so we try and convince ourselves of different uh, sins, different uh, parts of our lives that we don't want to deal with. And just like Timothy, he had his way of escape several times. Men that knew bears explained to him that he would die. And that's how, that's how sin is. We have all this record. We have examples in the Bible, but yet we somehow think our situation is special or we can handle this. <clears throat> you know, I just, it's personal to each one what what maybe is in your life or what temptations you have. But I just jotted a few down. And one of them is fear. Fear is, uh, I fear things. But fear, there's a song that says fear is a liar. And it, it brings out a lot of truths that, you know, Satan is telling us that we're not good enough, we can't do this, we can't do that, and 
And that's just a fear that's put in our heart. And it's, it's so devastating to us. And our way of escape is reminding us of God's goodness to us, how he loved us, he never would forsake us. And uh, we need to remind ourselves of those. Alcohol is another one, and, and this is, I have no one in mind, except I do know people that have gone down that road, and it's, it's, a, it's a liar, it's a mocker, and it makes a fool of you, and, and at some point, you know, you have to take the first drink. Alcohol. As deadly as those bears, if it is, if 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 you don't take your way of escape, believing a lie that uh, your life, your marriage, um, can't be fully happy, or um, somehow you've been shorted, that's a lie from Satan. You know, a promise that we left about all these fears God left us. For God has not given you a spirit of fear, but of power and of love and a sound mind. Isn't that such a promise for us that uh, we have power, love, and a sound mind? It's just all good things. Good things that we need to hang on to. as I said before escape is an action we have to take action Um, if we want to claim these these scriptures he says I'll make a way I'll make a way but basically If we're going to escape, it's up to us. God is faithful for wherever we are in life, for whatever we've been handed. I, I understand not everything's fair. Life isn't fair. But I believe that we have a rock, and that's God that can carry us through these. Um... I think we need, as Christian people, we need to quit um, justifying and trying to convince ourselves of why we are the way we are and, and take responsibility. And, in, and our times are changing fast. Um, I believe we're going to need more more areas and things that we can escape the temptation to maybe blend in or to not stand not make such a big splash I'm not sure how I want to word it but but just kind of go with the flow Um, and I believe we have a world that is looking at us and asking um, because they're searching too there's a 
Fear is driving our world today. The fear of COVID or whatever. It's unbelievable the fear people have. Proverbs 29:1 He that being often reproved hardeneth his neck and shall suddenly be destroyed and that without remedy. I had to think of that as as I was reading the story of Timothy Treadwell. You you get to a certain point and there's no remedy. There's no if you have spurned the escape route in all logic, he had been reproved and uh, suddenly destroyed without remedy. My prayer is that each of you would, uh, whatever it is, your personal, personal, uh, I don't know if I want to say cross to bear. I don't, I don't. I'm a little undecided on that, but your personal burden that you have to have to carry and and put all on the altar. You know, nothing is impossible for God. Philippians 4:13, I can do all things through Christ who strengtheneth me. Such a blessing, such a promise, and we need to remind ourselves of that. So I just I hope that this was an encouragement to you. It's a promise that was in Scripture. What would it be if, if we knew there would possibly be some, tape, some temptation that we couldn't overcome? But that's not the case. It says no temptation has taken you. Nothing can take us. But we have to take our way of escape. God bless you.